All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Millennial in the Middle. I've got Dr. Matt Townsend with me today. In the house. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. I, I think I put out the first episode. Yeah. And I'm talking with all these people. I get a ton of great comments. Yeah. I see it resonates with people early. And what I found pretty quickly is people are struggling to know what to say, <laughs> if anything at all, yeah. how to communicate, and you are the relationships and communication expert. Can yeah. I say that? Sure. You've it's got the scary, doctor in front scary. of your name. Yeah. I mean, Once you have the doctor, it makes a big difference. But that's a scary, because relationships are scary. Yeah. But they're not supposed to be. We're all afraid of each other, <laughs> except those that aren't. And those are the ones that make the rest of us really afraid, because they'll say anything. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get into oh, it. Oh, man, I love this. And really, at the end of the day, for me, like life's all about relationships, yeah. and relationships are all about communication. Totally. And so if you want to have a good life, you better get good at both. Yep. And in this world of 2020, right, we are faced with so many extremes, these polar opposite sides. Yeah. We speak in absolutes. Yeah. And so I'm so excited to yeah. have this conversation with you today to kind of treat this as more of a group therapy session okay good right? like yeah. everyone listening like with the whole world exactly yeah. whoever's listening yeah. to this is going to get a little free uh, dose of totally, therapy today. totally and it's i good. think we all really need it so before i jump into that i yeah. gotta tell everyone real quick how i know you okay cool so uh, matt i've looked up to you i've thought you're the man for oh 10 plus God. years i remember now. when you couldn't even drive that's true <laughs> and I you know because I wanted to be a speaker I yeah. who what 12 year old kid I says that. I want to be a motivational I speaker when I, I grow remember up. thinking good luck yeah and you've done it well now here I am talking but to my phone yeah, yeah, I've done it and uh, but I remember talking to you early on I mean I loved you were you were a speaker so yeah. I was like man it's so cool and then I was friends with your daughter in yeah. high school yeah we went on a few dates yeah. a bunch of dates a lot right of dates. and I'd say this uh, some people might call me a late bloomer but I think a more accurate description would be a wuss. Oh, they, yeah. That was me in yeah. high school. And, well, uh, yeah, that's good, though. I remember one story, and I feel like enough time has passed <laughs> now. You can let it go. I can tell this. Sweet, good. And maybe it's embarrassing to yeah. you. Hopefully it's not it too embarrassing be. to Sarah. It won't be. But yeah. I know you're good at embarrassing, yeah. Sarah. That's what it's all about. All right, about. so we've been on a bunch of dates by this point, and everyone's giving me crap that, you know, are you, you going to kiss her, right? Yeah. Well, I've never kissed a girl. I'm 16 Whoa. years old. I've got scary virgin yeah. lips, yeah, yeah. you know, and it always oh, was scary. And so I remember I was kind of thinking all of a sudden everyone's talking to me about it. Yeah. I went on a date with her one night and we're driving home and we're like five minutes away from her house. I don't think I decided like this was yeah, the night. You but didn't I mean, have it was to be that Every night. doorstep, you know, always when Stressful. you're 16 years old. And so she gets a phone call like five minutes away from your house. And she looks at it. She kind of gives the, oh, I'm on a date, so sorry. Yeah. She goes, it's my dad. Are you okay if I answer it real fast? I say, yeah, of course. Well, you know when someone's in the passenger seat talking on the phone? Yeah, you can hear It's them. not on speaker, but yeah. you can hear it. Oh, yeah. Echo. Yeah, so you say, uh, hey, Sarah, where are you? And she says, oh, I'm, I'm with Connor right now. And you immediately go, has he kissed you yet? <laughs> And I remember Sarah's yes. face what goes red. My grip on the steering wheel is just ten white Tonight knuckles. Just, ruined. And I remember I we both pretended like we didn't hear it. I was just I was that deaf was in my so right great. ear that night. Oh, I and that. I remember her going, uh, yeah, we'll be home soon, Dad. I'll be there in five minutes. Okay, bye. We'll be and, watching. Yeah, and then I knew I'm, I'm just that, gonna show the doorstep. Happening. You're on the yeah. other side. Yeah, don't, don't. That's not a good time to do it. See, but yeah. you knew that. 
Yeah. I do that every night that the kids are out. It's, I call and make that same call. So, yeah. Keeps you, everyone uh, from kissing. You kept me for this. Well, good job. It worked <laughs> that night. Sorry to ruin your date. It worked that night. Stress you out. All right. Let's jump into this. Okay. So now that we've had that good Now that we've got that out of the way. All right. Yeah, First got, off. I owe you. Tell me about this, Matt. Yeah. The political conversation, political discourse in 2020. Mm-hmm. First off, just give me your thoughts on it. Okay. So, it's so divisive, yeah. right? But it's... Um, one thing about communication that we all have to remember is that um, the reason it's valuable is because it helps us create meaning. Okay. So in order to create a meaning about something, you have to interact on the meaning. So there's a theory in communication theory that's called symbolic interaction theory, which means nothing exists until we've interacted on it. We don't. We can't create a meaning of a pen until we interact on what a pen means. Are pens positive, negative, or neutral? And if we always interact negatively with a pen, if I'm always sticking it in you, and that negative interaction is the only way you know a pen, then the pen, the symbol becomes negative. So we have a weird dichotomy going on, a weird issue in our in our world today, where our we're always arguing on the issue, so all the meanings that get generated are very negative and skewed. It's a fight. It's a fight. And it actually it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. And the highest level of being as a human being makes it so you don't need to dichotomize. Everything is not an either or. Yeah. It's not a right or wrong, black or white, up or down, yes or no. Yeah. Most things are much more complicated. And so, but we've, we've so oversimplified it. And one other thing I see that's going on, I don't know that we have a vested interest to get along. The, the, divis- the division in the parties, both are winning. It's almost the goal. We need the division to keep the ratings up for both yeah. sides. And so and it used to be that we would say, if wait till we have a disaster. Wait till we have a global pandemic. Then you'll see how we all get along. And even <laughs> Lee Greenwoods, right. God bless yeah, the USA, all we'll we all sing it and come together. So something's not, not something's happen. not working. And, and that's and it might be that for the first time, it's not about America. Yeah. It really isn't. It's what we all argue from our position. Sure. But if it was about America, we'd find a way to bridge a lot more of these things yeah. instead of keeping a divided America. Well, I think what's interesting, you mentioned the ratings, right? Yeah. I, I talk about it, watching the news right now yeah. is just the worst. Oh, it's right? a nightmare. Because I think most people know that it's always agenda-driven. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. That's not a totally. liberal no. thing. That's not a conservative right. thing. That's across the board. And so... And if you watch the news, you kind of get ticked off oh, because yeah. they're set to debate. Totally. They're set to yell at yeah. each other. And what are you going to do? You're uh-huh. going to listen to the person that you agree with. That's right. You're going to get riled up. That person's dumb. Yeah. That person's smart. That's right. And you never make any progress. Ever. No. So what do most, especially millennials, do? They turn it off. Done. The result of that's they're uninformed. Yeah. What's the danger of that? So, again, nothing worse than ignorance. Yeah. Except the funny thing is, is that I don't know if it's any more dangerous than somebody that only watches one echo chamber of their own views anyway. Yeah. So what we might be seeing more of are two, these two echo chambers where everyone listens to what they believe in. Um, I think if you were going to be the neutral, you know, independent millennial that's going to not watch either of these things, yeah. I would still go be then informed. Yeah. Find a way to be informed with a source that um, that does know how to create more balance, with a source that, and maybe a source that isn't even one that's making money on it. So I had, this is what's so crazy, I had a radio show for 11 years, okay. and um, 
it's real. Like I, I was on TV for a long time. Um, I was a journalist for a long time. And then the night before um, Rodney King's uh, announcement of sure. his verdict, we were telling everyone on the news that there's going to be riots. Depending on what the outcome is, if this certain outcome comes out, there's going to be riots. And that night I thought, what? So we're telling people there's yeah. going to be riots, and then the next day there were riots. And that I was probably 24 years old, 25 years old, and I remember right then thinking, wow, the media has the ability to wag the dog, yeah. the tail of the dog, right? And so you got to be informed. Yeah. And if you're not informed, you end up making it up. And then, um, but you also, if you notice, how does the how does the average person compete with the other two combative ideas? You can't necessarily, but you can yourself be intellectually informed, um, know what you believe in, know what you care about. Sure. And and still find other ways to share the message of being more compassionate, more understanding. And, and not dichotomizing, not either oring everything. Yeah. The minute you've dichotomized it, you've created a false reality. I like that. So we have to be informed. The right. response can't be to ignore it, no. right? But then I think the next step of that is, uh, you talk communications all day long. Yeah. My worst, fa yeah. my the worst thing you could do to me in a fight is give me the silent treatment, <laughs> right? Away. If you give me yeah. the silent treatment, and walk away like yeah. I'm uh -huh. gonna go. And I have to have a resolution, right? Like yeah. those are the two things. Like, yeah. no, if we started this, I don't care if it takes three hours. We're, we're gonna, gonna find gonna a finish. conclusion. We're gonna find a resolution. Yeah. Right now, I feel like the middle is giving each other the silent treatment. Yeah. Right? Because we don't know what to say. Yeah. So how, like, that's not a good thing. No. How do we get away from that? Well, but the interesting thing is the other way isn't a good thing either. So whether we're pursuers, so we call those pursuers. The pursuers are the aggressive talkers that are going to push their agenda where they want it, when they want it. Yeah. We have withdrawers that are ones that are running away from that conversation. Sure. So, and you'll see it in almost any conflict. The minute you have a pursuer, they're going to chase, the withdrawers run. Harder you chase, the harder they run. Harder they run, the harder you chase. Yeah. And it creates the system, right? If I corner the withdrawer, what are they going to do? If I keep saying, you're so stupid, you left, you right, whatever. If I keep pushing... They're either going to snap. They're either going to snap and really withdraw. <laughs> or, yeah. or they're going to come back and fight. Yeah. And then now, now all of a sudden we have two pursuers engaged. Two pursuers is crazy chaos, right? Yeah. Game on, which creates an explosion of smoke. And then in the smoke, everyone just kind of withdraws. Yeah. So the pattern, that's the normal pattern for a marriage, and you're seeing it as the pattern for conflict in our world. Yeah. Chase, stop, fight, corner, turn, explode, and then in the explosion, everyone withdraws. And the only way to fix it is to not run and to not fight, but to stand and talk. Yeah. But you gotta have a whole other level of confidence to talk and not know where it's going and not be able to control it. Sure. And be able to have enough, I call it, character to be open so we can I can hear what you're saying. Yeah. Some of us today, we don't have the character to hear what you're saying. I don't wanna hear that you wanna burn a flag. I don't have the character to hear that. Yeah. And some of us have the character to, um, to say it, but we don't have the character to not say it. There's so many people today That's that won't just shut their cake holes. Yeah, they have the right to speak. They don't just see. They don't see the responsibility for how they should do it. Well, 
what you just described right there, I think if we all went onto Facebook right now and just scrolled Game for on. a few seconds, yep. we'd see that's it, right. right? And these conversations, there's never progress that's made. No. Like I saw a post recently from a friend that he just put out to the world, decided this was his just post for the day. Thing. If you support the protests in Salt Lake, unfriend me now. Yeah. And my thought is, I actually sent him a message. I said, hey, just what was the goal of that? Yeah, what were you looking for? Were you trying to start a conversation? Because yeah. you did. Yeah. Conversation started. Yeah. But, you know, starting a conversation. Yeah. Hey, let's have a debate. But just so you know, if you disagree with me, not only do I disagree with you, but I, we're not even friends. Right. But isn't that interesting that you can see their goal? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes about communication is by a guy named Paul Watts Lewick. He's a, he's a theorist in communication. But he said, one cannot not communicate. So that guy was communicating. And what yeah. he was communicating is he didn't want a discussion. <laughs> he wanted to just shut it down. And what he wanted to do was, be, was just keep proliferating the argument and yeah. the fight. And so what I think you'll actually find out is most people that keep perpetuating the argument, they aren't looking for resolution. Their identity is wrapped around their side of the argument. And once your identity is wrapped around an argument, sure. you no longer have a need to listen to anyone else. Yeah. I don't need to listen. I now have to defend my identity. So a lot you're of people are arguing with idea. You're arguing with me. You, you're, yeah. you're saying I'm bad. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of that going on. So if, if you ever want to be effective in any kind of conversation or influence of some other human, you have to will be willing to suspend your certainty. And that mm. takes a, an amazing amount of character to hear it. That's tough. That's what this podcast is trying a, to do. Which right? is interesting what you're doing. If you're going to listen to this, uh -huh. suspend the certainty, yeah. right? You might read the little description on what mm -hmm. the topic is and yeah. go, oh, I know how I feel about there that. There we go. Right? Yeah. And you're not going to hear the exact opposite. Like most of these po episodes come out, we find ourselves somewhere in the middle. Oh, yeah. There's rational yeah. thinking on both sides, but you've got to open yourself up totally. to that. Now, let's talk relationships. A few different types of relationships yeah. that I think this ties into a lot. Family. Yeah, totally. Friends. Yeah. Coworkers. Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation today. I mean, literally just today that I walked out on from the office as I came to here, here, right? Yeah, wow. And he said, my mother-in-law, I've got to get her to stop talking about politics at the Sunday dinner table, yeah. right? He goes, all we do is we sit down, we start talking politics, and then my wife says, mom, stop talking politics. And then she she's like, well, we've got to do it. And then the uncle pipes up. Oh, here we well, go. Well, hey, you're, what do you just want to keep living with your head in the sand? <laughs> That's what she told me today, yeah, right? Totally. How do you handle a situation like that? Isn't that interesting? By the way, everyone out there's had that. Oh, 100%. Right? Thanksgiving. What you'll, what you'll find out when you get into this, and so as somebody that sat down with thousands, tens of thousands of people yeah. to do this, the longer you listen to somebody and actually slow down the conversation and listen, you actually will find about 80% agreement with what they're saying. Yeah. So if we actually took every one of the biggest issues out there and we slowed it down and we listened to each side, we have about 80 to 90% agreement. We disagree on about 10 to 20%. Yeah. And our entire argument is about the disagreement. Sure. So one of the first things you could always do with somebody is, is when you're listening to them, find where you agree with them and, and agree with them. You know, I totally agree that we need to get more control of our borders. Now, by the way, sure. what does that mean? Sure. But I can agree with you on that point. And then um, the power of actually starting to see where you agree 
And the and by the way, it's like it's if you're gonna pull your car into the garage, right? It's kind of scary. Yeah. But we don't do it at 90 miles an hour. Some do, but usually, if we want accuracy, we should slow down and be very clear. Yeah. And what you'll notice with most arguments is we speed up and we get very unclear. We talk faster. We, and we talk, talk faster. louder. So those I call them vital signs. There's always three signs that tell us that we're really on what I call a starved issue. We're on an issue that's really about identity. And it's three things. You'll see them every time a fight comes up. Negative emotion, okay. misunderstanding, and mistrust. So anytime you see negative emotion, and, and the emotion's going up, they're getting mad or they're getting sad or they're pulling away, you'll always invariably see as the emotion goes up, understanding will go down. So the more heated the emotion, the less any of us are understanding what's really happening. Even in the middle of the biggest protests, half the people were still back there saying, what exactly are we protesting? Yeah. And um, so when the emotion goes up, clarity drops, and then trust drops. We don't trust people that don't get us. Sure. So I call that uh, the vital signs. And the minute you see it, I'd take a step back, and I would first try to just understand the person's emotion. Emotion doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Words lie. Yeah. Are you having a good day? Great. Great yeah. day. But but understand what the emotion's about. Well, and I think that's why social media yeah. makes this so difficult. Totally. Because what can't you tell yeah. behind a screen? Right. Emotion. emotion. Right? I, I type some eight-word response. Yeah. I'm now going to think for the next 15 yeah. minutes about what that meant. Totally. I'm getting riled up. I'm now planning my response. Yeah. And so, you know... Social media is great in a lot of ways, yeah. but the more of these types of conversations totally. we can have not on that platform, right. the better. By the way, that's a dueling monologue, right? Two people monologuing, yeah. which is different than a dialogue, which is where we're going to share our, our logic. Mm. Um, monologuing is I'm always preparing, I'm actually never listening. Yeah. So if we could listen, and what's cool, this is, I'm telling you, the coolest thing ever. The more you let someone talk, and the more you show them you're understanding them, the more they actually hang themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's weird logic. But if I listen to somebody and say, so you feel like, and you clarify what they're saying, yeah. and you hold it up, a lot of times they're like, they don't want to admit that that's what they're saying. Yeah. So you're, you're saying it's okay to be racist. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's okay yeah. to have beliefs against other race, that, that they're not equal to you. You're saying that that's okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. And usually if you hold it up and you're just trying to understand, they'll go, well, for sure. And they'll give you more data. And then you hold that up. And for sure. And what you start to do is you start to differentiate. Your ideas get stronger, but you also have more information from them to talk about. Instead of using a tagline that is something we use at the beginning. Like, how many times have you just, all the stuff you see going on on social media that is one person's opinion that's really the talking points of one party that came sure. through that channel and everyone's just spewing talking points but nobody really understands what that talking point has anything to do with you so tell me how that matters to sure. you and then get into them a little deeper well i think that's cool because frankly i'll be honest here that's a weakness of mine right yeah. what you said of Thinking of what you're going to say next yeah. while the other person's yeah. talking. I know a lot of people have it, but it's I'm human. a speaker. You're yeah. a speaker. Yeah. So I'm better at talking than I am oh, yeah. listening, totally. right? And frankly, I kind of wanted to have two parts of this interview today because one is for everybody else, but two, 
I'm putting myself out there. Oh yeah. Right? Like I had certain people that would send me messages when they saw I was doing like, good luck. You know, like <laughs> you're opening the box. Yeah. Right? And I'll be honest, it has been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. I think what you said there about agreeing on 80 to 90 percent, to me, I think that's where you have to focus yeah. too, right? Like right. I look at what I have done here in this Millennial in the Middle podcast, 97 percent of it is really positive. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to focus on the other three percent. Totally. And Always. I'm like, no, I'm going to focus on those 97 yeah. great texts yeah. I got. That's right. Right? And so I'm about to open myself up to some difficult conversations. Um, I mean, as a way of a little preview, like we're going to do a three-part series on Black Lives Matter and race relations. Cool. We're going to talk about the LGBTQ community. Awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about gender inequality yeah. and I've got to do all of this Matt as a white guy yeah. right as a white guy that I will fully admit yeah. is privileged totally. I understand a privileged that white guy, no yes way. and yeah. so you know how can I approach these conversations to try to get as much progress as possible yeah. and make it beneficial for everyone listening totally one of the rules of all rules so there's a book out there by Fishers and Yuri two, two professors from Harvard called Getting to Yes Huh. And the principle behind it is very simple. You can either focus on positions, practices, or you can focus on principles. Where most of us object to each other is on practice and position, mm -hmm. but where we have a lot of uniformity are on principles. So what you might want to do when you're trying to interview on any of these issues is make sure you've clarified the principle. What's the universal truth behind what we're saying here? Yeah. Freedom, liberty, rights, um, honor, character, love, love compassion, compassion yeah. service. So there's, those are principles. We all probably universally believe in life, that everybody should have the right to live, sure. except, except for then how we practice those that don't get the right to live. Mm -hmm. So we fight about the practices, but the principle we're, we're universal on. So I think if you could be really clear about the principle up front, you'll have probably a lot less agreement on principle. You'll have a lot more, a lot less disagreement on principle. Sure. It's the disagreement that's always in the practices and the positioning. And so when you're listening to somebody long enough, make sure you understand the principle behind what they're saying. When they throw out a position statement, what's the universal truth behind it? And is that true for this person, this person? Is it a universal truth? Yeah. And if you start to differentiate principle from practice or position, you'll, you'll set yourself up for some, for some serious clarity. And yeah. what's interesting, a lot of the people that, you'll, that are in the debate don't know the principles. They only know positions. Sure. Pro-life, pro-choice. And the minute you do that, you set yourself up. Another rule I'd always think of is and. I always use the word and instead of but. And builds bridges, buts build walls. I love my children with all of my heart, but they suck the life out of me. <laughs> so watch, that's a, okay, so you don't like your kids? But I love my children with all of my heart, and they suck the life out of me. Yeah. And I never, I want them to all move out, and they don't. And then when they do, I feel sad. And when they're sad and they come back to visit, I'm like, you gotta go. And I want them out again. So that's called paradox. Life is paradoxical. Sure. And if, so if you can start to say more ands, like we, lo we need to fix our border issues and we also need open borders to a degree. And the biggest problems we're fighting aren't even the ones that are causing the biggest 
issues with um, immigration, for example. And it's much more complicated than one country that's causing all of this. And our biggest enemy isn't a foreign country, it's our own country. And it's our global, it's our bureaucracies in our government that cannot move past this. And there's human beings involved in all of it. So what's amazing is using and on all of that, it can all make sense. And your brain doesn't even need to fight it. Yeah. Because I agree. And, oh, okay, we're going to just build another bridge. And we're trained, like I'm sitting going, but But, they're taking our jobs. But this. And who are they? And they are are people. And we have systems that allow them in. And corporations are benefiting by them taking those jobs. And there are many jobs that nobody wants. And so when you when you always assume complexity instead of cause effect, it's never usually in our human relations. It's never just one cause, one effect. Yeah. Always assume complexity. That's why these problems aren't solved because they're complex issues, multiple cause, multiple effect. It's sure. it's complex. It's and the minute a human simplifies it, it ceases to be the right answer because it it's not complex enough. And our bureaucracies aren't designed to be solvers of complex issues. Sure. So I want to practice this. Yeah, good. What I'm hearing, yeah. Matt, good. as I do this, is I want to focus on listening. Yeah. Right? Rather than I brought someone on yeah. to tell them everything I feel about right. it. Like to listen in that conversation. And then two, to focus on the good. Yeah. To look for the similarity, to look for where we agree. Yeah. And if we can start that from that point of common ground, hopefully yeah. the goal is at the end of every interview or every episode that we go, oh man, I didn't think about that yeah. this way. I have a broader understanding yeah. now. And I think it's cool. I, I still believe what I believed coming in. Yeah. And, and I believe X, Y, Z. That's right. And you understand it's more than that. And it's and it adds this complexity. And and, and it can all go together. And it may not there there may not be a, a kumbaya closing moment where we have a group hug. Sure. And it can still be complicated. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying to understand it. I like this. I'm gonna start saying and a lot. It's cool. Let me ask this last question. I have some people that most people are really excited about this, but like I said, I've had the ones yeah. who are just like in the middle, you know, yeah. you can't do that. And I've also tried to explain, like, being in the middle doesn't mean I'm undecided. Right. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm an independent, right? Like, the middle to me means that we can't simplify politics and life down to one or the yeah, other. Right. And, you know, conservative, liberal, this is how I feel about 87 different topics. Mm-hmm. It's more complex than that. But we also, at the end of the day, have to make our minds up. Like you totally. said, yeah. we still need to go vote and vote for someone, right? right? Writing in Mickey Mouse right. doesn't help it's anybody. Not helping, That's yeah. not in the middle. And so I'm curious, do you think what I'm trying to do here is even possible in 2020? Yeah. Well, it's it's already possible. It's already yeah. happening. And so it's, it may not. People like extremes because extremes provide safety. Yeah. We don't like being a minority opinion or idea because it's dangerous in the minority, right? Sure. So everyone has a deep need to belong. So that's why you have a divided system that's belonging with two people. Mm-hmm. That, that's why we're not necessarily a third party. I'm on system. your team. Yeah. Right on. The third party just yes. doesn't seem to pull it. So I don't think I think you're I think I don't even think you're brave. I think what you're just responding to a need and what I think is amazing about it is the better you get at the middle, the better, the more influence you have on every side. So you can't meet a need you don't understand. 
And just because I understand your need doesn't mean I need to meet it. Sure. But what's so powerful is if I can understand the left and the right, then I have an advantage over both the left and the right. Mm-hmm. I can now influence the left and the right. I can ask the right questions. We can solve the, ba- the problems better. I think the more you spend in the middle, um, it doesn't have to be positionally, but in understanding, you're going, to, you're going to actually give yourself a huge advantage at actually moving the needle and changing, p- changing policy, changing procedures, changing politics. Because yeah. you would actually now ha- know how to ask the right questions. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get better at this as it goes, and hopefully everyone that listens Mm -hmm. does as well. Yeah, totally. You know, that we all become more understanding. The goal is to bring us together, right? The goal is to prove that we can be examples here of having conversations in a rational way without, you know, with still staying true to our character, still staying true to our beliefs and who we are, and spreading that love along the way as we do it. That's Uh, the key. I'm going to record a bunch of these episodes, and I'm curious to hear some of your feedback moving yeah, forward. I will, I will. Maybe in a bit we need to come back, and yeah. you got to go, Connor, you're, we you're gotta work on this. It yeah, no, we'll, we'll help you a lot. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, Matt, for Connor. doing this. Uh, he's got an awesome book. His book is called Starve Stuff. Starve Stuff. It was right there. Feeding the Seven Basic Needs. Starve Stuff. Go read that. His website is matttownsend.com. Yeah. Um, if you, I mean, what you primarily do is relationships, Relationship, right? life coaching, a lot of conflict resolution, communication. Yeah, you do these date nights yeah, that huge I events. hear, like, bring people out. Yeah. It's this, like, group yeah. therapy like session. About 1,500 people gather, and we yeah. teach them how to relate, love each other, communicate. And then I do a ton of corporate training around the country and the world. Yeah. Reach out to this guy. Check it uh, out. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, I'm going to turn the camera off now, and then let's talk about my love yeah, life. Yeah, we'll fix it. Because I need a lot. We're, we can fix it. Yeah, we can. I, I mean, politics it's for gonna, me may be easier than it's that. It's going to be more than one meeting. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Matt. I end every episode the same way. If you want to sing along with me. Clowns to left me. <laughs> Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. We got it. See you later.